Don't Call Me Girl Boss is an unfiltered perspective from women small business owners. I'm your host, Jessica Buck, and I have been a small business owner for six years and counting of Sunless Ray, which is a spray tan business. I have a location in Orange County, California, and I'm currently doing mobile spray tans in Austin, Texas. I have also started selling my own online Sunless products. In this podcast, I interview like-minded women business owners who have been through all the stages of owning a business or are just starting one. I hope the stories you hear in these interviews will help you become the best version of yourself. Recently, my small business on this ray came out with our very own self-tan mousse set. Our mousse is vegan, non-toxic, meaning none of those harsh chemicals you see in other self-tanners. It is cruelty-free and has a fresh out-of-the-shower smell. You will not smell the self-tanner at all, and the best part is it is literally dry in 60 seconds, meaning it won't be on your sheets and it won't be on your clothes. Our set comes with our buildable mousse, application mitt, and exfoliating mitt. You will have everything you need to have the perfect at-home tan. For our listeners, I am doing a special promo code, GIRLBOSS, for free shipping. That is all one word, GIRLBOSS. And you can purchase our mousse on sunlessray.com. Hey guys, so uh, this week I was supposed to have a guest on, and unfortunately that didn't work out. She had an unexpected thing happened, so... As with business, I'm just rolling with the punches, and this week, I just decided that you're going to be stuck with me, and I'm just going to go over some simple questions that I get asked a lot. Well, I guess they're not simple questions, but questions that I get asked a lot in regards to business, and one of them is how I work with influencers. So... Influencers are crucial to business these days. Um, I'm sure every brand that you've seen on Instagram is working with influencers. There are micro-influencers that have under 10K followers, maybe even like 20K followers, I guess are considered micro, and then macro are like 50K, 100K above. So working with both is beneficial you are going to be able to get a hold of a micro influencer easier than a macro influencer. Macro influencers are getting tons and tons of DMs. It is still worth it to DM them. There's always a chance, but um, it just it's hard to get in front of their face. They get so many DMs a day. But um, so what I do is I find influencers probably with like 5K and above in the local area that I'm in and just DM them on Instagram asking like, hey, would you be interested in getting a complimentary spray tan? That's all I say, I put like a smiley face, and then if they respond, they respond, if they don't, I move on. It's kind of like a numbers game, just, you know, reach out to 100 influencers, you're gonna get one response. So don't reach out to your dream influencer and then expect them to respond. You need to just keep reaching out to a bunch of macro, micro influencers and just see what happens. I mean, if you're just starting out and you're reaching out to influencers right away, I don't think that's the best thing. I think you should make sure you have a following on social media, like at least a thousand followers on your Instagram and make sure your Instagram is good. Make sure you have good content. It looks cute. 
easy to know where you are, what you do, because, you know, if you don't represent your brand right on social media, influencers aren't going to work with you. If you look cheesy, if your pictures on Instagram are blurry, if it looks like you started your business yesterday, it's just not going to happen. When I moved to Texas, I had to find new influencers. I had no idea who was influencers out here. So I looked up the hashtag ATX blogger on Instagram. And um, now even knowing them more, I know all of them are using that hashtag. Either following that hashtag is just a really relevant influencer hashtag in Austin. So if you want to type in your area and then type in blogger, that's a really good way to find them. Another good way is I go to places on Instagram and will look at the people who have tagged Austin on their Instagram and then go to their profile and then make sure that their location, most of them, their locations will say like locate like the little pin and say Austin, Texas. So if that's the case, I'll follow them and then I'll DM them. And then after that, it doesn't end there. So you want to, you know, like their photos, comment on their photos, and keep doing that. Even after you've worked with an influencer, you can't just work with an influencer and then say bye. The whole point is you want them to keep coming in. You want them to be seeing you once a month um, with a spray tan every, you know, one to two weeks. It's really important that they keep coming to see you, not just one time. That's when you're going to gain the attention of their followers because like, oh, wow. This girl's gone to send this like 10 times. Like she must be doing a good job. It's not just like one time. And sometimes, you know, their followers miss that story, but then see it the ninth time and then book with you or, you know, buy your t-shirt that you sent them, whatever it may be. And it, I also noticed it's easier to work with one once you get one. So what I mean by that is once you get one influencer, so, okay, let me backtrack a little bit. Influencers in areas wherever you're at, probably all know each other. They've been to events together. They've been sponsored by the same brands. They just know each other. So once you get one, it's really easy for the other influencers to see you have worked with them. So once that happens, when you send a DM to another influencer who's friends with that one, they're more likely to say, hey, yeah, I would also love a spray tan because I saw you did so-and-so, just how it works. And I get asked a lot too is, do you get ROI from every influencer you work with? And the answer is no, I don't. But I never stop working with an influencer. I've never told someone I don't want to work with them again because I didn't feel like they were giving me ROI. Because at the end of the day, I'm also getting free content to post on my social media and free stories. With spray tanning, I can't just take a picture of a client when they're with me. They usually you know, have their hair looking crazy. They don't have no makeup on. They're in sweats. Like They just don't want their picture taken. And I'm not a fan of like moving the thong and getting like the tan lines. It's just not like the look I want to go for. I want to do like more of lifestyle photos. And so to get that, I rely on influencers and people tagging me on social media. So to get that, I need to work with influencers. So how I track ROI is are they tagging me in a photo? Are they tagging me on social media? Do I have to ask them to tag me the next day? Because if that's the case, I don't want to work with them because I'm not gonna be on an influencer's ass to make sure they tag me. Like, it's a bad look for me, and I don't wanna bug them. It's just not something I wanna do. Uh, that brings me to another point is I never, so, okay, so I sent the DM. I would love to offer you a complimentary spray tan. They respond, yes, I would love that. Like, perfect, when would you like to schedule one? Have you had a spray tan before? I would never say, Hey, yeah, so um, I'll tan you for free, but like you have to tag me 
on your feed and your story if you do two of these two of that I would never say any of that these influencers when you are offering them a free service they know what that means you do not need to spell it out for them you do not need to tell them and just don't get in that uncomfortable space of like they're probably not going to work with you if you tell them those things and I personally have never paid to work with an influencer I think if you're valuable enough, if you have a good Instagram, if you have a service that that influencer wants, then they'll take the free service. You just have to offer as much as they, you need to offer them something that they're going to benefit from. Like I'm offering a free mobile spray tan that's, you know, ranges from 60 to $150 some places. So that's a free service. I get to go to them whenever they want, so it usually works out. If you're thinking you need to pay these influencers, you don't. Start with micro, build your clientele, build your Instagram up, and then start reaching out and see what happens. I mean, don't get discouraged if they don't respond. I've had so many influencers not respond to me. It's just keep trying. Keep keep going out there. Keep creating better content and just keep reaching out. Another question I get a lot is how to get clients. So... This is like the number one question to ask anyone in business is how they got their clients. So working with local influencers is great. Working, you know, if you're not, if it doesn't really matter where you're at, just working with influencers in general is going to give you that cool factor. It's going to give you content and more following. And my favorite way to grow is to connect with anyone that has a clientele. How I grew, I've grown with influencers in Austin for sure. But you see such a strong growth when you really connect with someone who has a clientele, such as a hairstylist, a nail tech, a lady that does brows, even a real estate agent. I mean, anyone that has some kind of clientele because offer them a free spray tan, go network with them, go get coffee with them, do both of those actually, go get coffee with them, offer them a free tan, like I'm new to the area, I want to meet new people, I want to meet you, give you a good tan. And I would love if you referred your clients to me and vice versa. I'll refer my clients to you. And also when starting out, I've found growing in Texas to have, it's good to have like a little bit lesser price on the market than what other people are doing so you can grow. Obviously, it's very important that you do an amazing job and you go above and beyond and are better than your competition as well. And then if your prices are lower, it's like a no-brainer. And then once your clientele grows a little bit, raise your prices. Another big thing is following up with the clients that you do get. So I text every single one of my clients the next day and I say, hey, just wanted to check in on you. How do you like your spray tan? They respond, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm like, yay, so happy. If you have time, I would love if you could leave me a review. And I send them the link. That is crucial because... When you're growing, you're never not growing when you own a business. You should always be getting new clients. You should always be striving to get new clients because old clients can drop off. Clients that you've had forever can be scared of COVID all of a sudden. You don't have that client anymore. You need to always be growing. And a great way to do that is to get the review so that other people can find you as well. It gives you, you just need testimonials. It's just the name of the game. So um, ask them to leave you a review, give them the link, make it easy as possible. And if they're happy with the service, they're going to leave you a review. I've had like 40 reviews now in Texas because of that. How I stay motivated is another question I get a lot. And honestly, I'm not always motivated. Like right now, I just got back from a barbecue. 
I was supposed to record with um, Denise. It didn't work out, and that was pretty shitty because now I have to come up with content. Right now, it's like 9.30 my time on a Saturday night. I would love to be watching the Netflix show that I've been watching, or Yellowstone. And But instead, I'm up here recording, trying to make sure I have a podcast for tomorrow. And it was hard because I would love to be downstairs just vegging on the couch. But um, I remind myself, what are my goals? What do I want? Where do I see my life in a few years? And it brings me back to, okay, you know, just go upstairs, record the episode, stay consistent. That's how you grow. And that's how you become where you want to be. So that's what I'm constantly reminding myself, like, why are you doing this? And what are you doing it for? I think when you have a clear goal and you know what you're working towards, then it's easier to stay motivated. When you're just working a dead-end job or you're not happy in what you're doing or you don't know why you're working, like you're like, okay, I'm making good money, but I'm renting an apartment, I'm renting my own space at a salon, for example, you know, what is what are my goals? And then once you realize, okay, I want to get my own salon, I want to move and buy my own house. Once you realize those goals, it's easier to stay motivated because you're like, no, I'm going to do that client at seven o'clock on Friday night because I know it gets me a step closer to what I want in my life. And I remember when I was doing mobile spray tans and I was exhausted in California just doing so many spray tans and it was mobile and it was just, I'd be so tired driving. It would be like 11 o'clock at night. And I'd be like, oh my God, I just want to go home. I was wor- I worked my full-time job, had a spray tan literally at 11 p.m. I was exhausted and I would just remind myself, like, just outwork them. That was my philosophy. Like, no one can work as hard as you. If you're busting your ass, like, I'm just going to beat out my competition. Like, they're not going to work as hard as me. And that's just something that I've just kind of ingrained in my brain that that's just what it takes and I'm not afraid to do that again because I know what I'm working for and I know what I want and I never want to go back working for someone else again like that is like the biggest worst thing that can happen is my business fail and I have to go find a new job I could never so I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen and working and staying up at 9 30 at night recording a podcast and coming up with content you know, five minutes before and hoping people like this episode and just come up with questions that I know I get asked a lot. And I hope that helps you. It's very hard to stay motivated. I have days where I want to do nothing and then I have days where I want to do everything. But I know that also if I don't work on my business every day, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, whatever, if I'm not doing something towards it, then I just don't feel fulfilled that day. I need to always be pushing Oh, I'm always posting on social media for Sunless Ray. I'm always trying to come up with stories. And that never ends. It's just when you own a business, you have to be willing to give it that time and nurture it like that. Because if you don't, your competition will. And they'll grow when you won't. And especially with social media, like no one's turned off. You, you can be getting a sale on your online website at 2 in the morning because of a post you did right before you went to bed and that's amazing when you wake up and you're like oh shit I got a sale and I was sleeping like those are things when that happens I'm like I'm doing something right and that's what keeps me going as well is seeing the conversion 
with COVID and growing my business in Texas, it's been really hard. I moved here in October of last year and I was growing really well and then COVID hit in March and everything was pretty much shut down. And I know I'm in the same boat as everyone else and I totally get that, but you can relate. It's been really hard. I have finally seen some more growth and this week was probably my biggest week I've had since COVID happened and that's been very hard to stay motivated and all of that when everything's out of your control for you to even run your business but it's just you have to keep going you have to realize what you want and what your goals are and not be willing to settle and when I really do think that if you're a real business owner if you're a real entrepreneur then when shit gets hard you'll figure it out And I do think, you know, the people that don't figure it out during COVID or folded during COVID maybe weren't meant to be business owners and that's okay. You know, there's room for everyone and not everyone's meant to do it. It's so hard and it's not easy. (laughs) You know, sometimes it is easier to just go get a nine to five job. So just remember that You know, it's a struggle to stay motivated. It's been a struggle to stay motivated during COVID. And just remind yourself what your goals are and what you want in life. And I'm almost positive that you'll be able to stay on the right track and stay motivated in in your business. Another question I wanted to go over with you is, how do I start? So say tomorrow I wanted to start a new business like what would you do what are the exact steps well what I would do is I'd come up with a business name and I would first see if it's available on Instagram so I would open up my Instagram app I'm gonna literally do that right now so I'd open up my Instagram app and then I would just type in the username that I want or I would go to create new account and type in the username that I want and it would go like a green check if it's available And I do that because it's really important to me to have the Instagram handle of my business. I don't want like underscore this, underscore that, one, two, three, four, period at the end. Like I want the legit name. So that's something that I would do. Once I have that, I'm going to create a logo on Canva. I'm not going to spend any money until I start making money in my business. So I'm going to start doing everything myself. If I don't know how to do something, I'm going to Google it. I'm going to ask a friend. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to start posting on Instagram. I like to look up Pinterest and go, I like to type in aesthetic on Pinterest. And it shows like a lot of cute photos. You can do like pink aesthetic, um, photo aesthetic, girl aesthetic. Just use the word aesthetic at the end. And it brings up a lot of cute photos that are super Instagram worthy and fill up my feed with probably like nine photos. So I have like a little grid on my Instagram and I would make sure I have a good bio. It has, um, if I'm a service, what service I provide, my hours, my location. That is crucial. Put your, always put your location in your Instagram. Make it easy as possible for people to know where you're at. Uh, Put your phone number, your email, your address if you have one. And so I create the Instagram, get that going. Now I'm going to start following people in my industry. So people in the industry like to follow each other. So it's a really easy way to just start following people. Um, I'm going to follow, for example, every spray tanner that I can find and hoping they follow me back. 
start creating a community that way. I'm going to have my friends follow me. I'm going to follow them, friends, family. I'm going to post on my personal Instagram like, hey guys, I just started this business. Go follow my Instagram. Then reach out to those friends and family and ask them to post about you on their social media. Offer them a free service if you're just starting out. Give them a free shirt if you're just starting out. Just create some kind of buzz on your social media. It's called like using your circle of influence basically. And then hashtags. So when you're posting all these photos, make sure you're using hashtags with your geolocation if you're a local business that you're trying to promote. Um, so example like ATX spray tans, ATX mobile spray tan. Think of what someone would type in a search engine, for example, Google, and that's the keyword that you should be using on your hashtags. Also, look at your competition. What hashtags are they using? Click that hashtag, and then it'll show you recommended hashtags at the top. Look at those hashtags. Just keep trying different things and seeing what happens. Make sure when you do post your photo, it's in your location. You can tag the location. Yeah, so hashtags, Instagram posts, reaching out to friends and family in the beginning and people who do what you do. Create a Yelp page, create a Google business page. You go to Google My Business to do that. It's gonna have you send a postcard. You're gonna have to get a pin verification. I personally love Google business. I refer my clients there to leave reviews instead of Yelp because Yelp always messes with me, takes down all my reviews, so I'm <laughs> mad at Yelp right now. So I push everyone to Google and I've actually noticed more people are finding me on Google because I'm pushing my reviews there. Create a website. Um, you can go to Wix, that's what I've used, literally drag and drop. Anyone can do it. You don't need to pay someone, do it yourself and then pay the hosting fee. Buy the domain, you can buy it through Wix or you can go to GoDaddy. And then create a, a blog, start posting blogs, make yourself an expert in your field. Uh, for example, I'll just refer to spray tanning. If I'm a spray tanner, I'm gonna post blogs about why spray tanning, what is DAJ, why exfoliating before your spray tan matters, things like that. Create a Facebook business page so you can connect it to your Instagram have all your information plugged in there. When you post on Instagram, make sure it plugs into your Facebook page. A Groupon if it applies to you. And again, just using your circle of influence of friends to get everything going, to get tags on social media, to get content, to get your name out there. Always start with your friends and family. Those are just a few things I get asked a lot. Um, I'm really open to answering any questions that people do have business related. I mean, I'm not an expert. These are just things that I've gone through and I'm sharing my experience. So by no means am I an expert or know everything. I'm just literally showing you what I've gone through, things that have worked for me, things that haven't worked for me, and how I would start a business tomorrow. If you have more questions, you're always welcome to DM me. And again, I apologize for not having a guest this week and I hope you enjoyed this one. I know you were stuck with me this episode but um, I promise it'll be more interview based but if you also like just like one-on-one -on -one conversations about me talking about business, how I've grown or things that I've done, I'm more than open to doing a little bit of these here and there and yeah thanks again for tuning in and I promise an interview next week. So that was our second guest, Danielle. I hope you really enjoyed it and got some awesome takeaways and just learned something that you can apply to your life today. 
Um, I have another interview every Sunday, and I'm super excited for our next guest. And if you enjoyed this, just please subscribe and leave me a review and follow us on Instagram at Don't Call Me Girl Boss. And thank you again for listening. Oh, <laughs>